Hey, welcome to another episode of Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon. Today, I am with a man that has led a whole new era of music, making a whole movement by bridging Mexican and American culture. Here with us today, CEO <laughs> of Rancho Humilde, Jimmy Humilde. What's up, brother? How are you? What's up, champ? Right here, Mondo Man. Thanks for the invitation, man. Uh, we're here chilling, man. You know, it's funny when I hear people say, oh, you know, I started this genre and all that. I'm, I kind of trip out because to me, it's like I've always been listening to corridos and hip hop. Yeah. You know, yeah. since I was a kid, bro. So it's kind of like, it's dope now that, you know, we could, we could even like, like have it all in the same one. You know what I'm saying? Dude. Like, Dude. Pretty cool. I'll tell you one thing that I love about you, Jimmy, is that you live by, by your name. Like, humilde. For yeah, real. I try, man. I definitely try. For real. And you know what? It's like, there's one thing to, like, you obviously like nice things. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> out here flexing, but you still are yourself, man. Like, you know, you don't have your nose, you know, up in the air, up yeah. in the sky. Like, you stay very grounded, man. You don't, I mean, it, I think it all has to do with the, the way you were raised. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I kind of think, and, and the way I was blessed to have an amazing dad and mom, bro, and I have, there's eight of us, you know, four brothers, four sisters. Yeah. And it, it, it was kind of cool because, you know, it's like wherever I, I slacked on, you know, it was like I got picked up on right away. You know, my yeah. brother, hey, get together, do this, do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was always like, like I had, you know, they had me on check. And then, you know, growing up where I, where, where I, where I grew up, it was like I was out on the streets. You know, I was doing my thing. You know, yeah. I was, I've always been a promoter, man. So. Yeah. Since, since I remember, that's all I've done. You know, I, I would get out of my football game or baseball game because I played Pop Warner. I played, uh, I played baseball for a league as well. And it was like, as soon as I was done, it was like back to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to either pass out flyers, create flyers, find a location. Like I, I always, you know, I was into flyer parties since I was the age of 14. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was, I was always, you know, go driven and stuff to, I, want, I always wanted to do my own thing. You know, yeah. it was like I dropped out of school. You know, I don't recommend anybody to do it but i had to do it man you know it's yeah. i was i think i was wasting the teacher's time i was wasting my time i was wasting my my parents time yeah you know i know my dad probably wanted a doctor lawyer you know which one of us as parents doesn't want that for our kids you yeah. know or, but i told him dude I, I i want to be in the entertainment yeah you know i don't know what i wanted to be man i don't know if i wanted to be a promoter i don't know if i wanted to be a, a singer i don't know if i wanted to be an actor i didn't but i knew that that I just had something to do with entertainment, you know? And and going back to the humbleness, man, is it was like in the streets too. I was always blessed that I always had the, the older ones kind of put me in the in the straight line, you know, yeah. like like, hey, what you doing hanging out with them? Even them being gang members themselves. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, stop hanging around with those gang members. And I'm like, dude, you're a gang member. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You know, and but I was blessed, man. You know, it was like I always got put in a straight line. Uh I've always been protected by the streets, man. You know, I could, I could kind of say that, that it's like I've always given back to it. You yeah. know, it's like even in the neighborhoods that I would go do parties at and I would let the, you know, the local gang members in for free, you know, or the, <laughs> the, the local hustlers, you know, and I yeah. would give them their spot and I always made sure I took care of them because, you know, it's like you got to know where you're at, bro. Yeah. You know, and, and you got to know where your feet stand, who's around you, who's really around you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I say that, it's like, you really got to keep your eyes open, man, you know? Yeah. How old were you when you, when you dropped out of high school? 
think I was, I think I was like 16 years old, man. Yeah, 15, 16. 16. And then uh, I can't trabajar or uh, what, 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 what? Was that, what was after that? It, it, it was it was funny, man, because, you know, my dad, my dad used to drop me off in school every day in the morning. You know, my dad worked in graveyard uh. and then he would get home like around seven uh, o'clock in the morning and then would take me to school about seven, ten, seven, fifteen. You know, me and my sister, you know, because my sister's two years younger than me. Yeah. So my sister, she always went to junior high and I didn't get to go to high school with her. But I did go to junior high with her, you know. Yeah. My last year, she was in her first year of junior high. But, you know, when I, when I went to school, I just, one day, bro, I mean, I would never go into class anyways. I was the ditching party king. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I threw all the ditching parties, bro. Like, I was like the, el que son sacaba todos, you yeah, know? It was yeah. like, like, I was the guy that like, hey, Jimmy, where's that today? Or, yeah. You know, it was either, what was cool, bro, that it was either a hip-hop, a house, or, or, or a quebradita. Yep party for me like i used to do them all so was it was it separate parties or is that one party is is that one party all the i started jo- doing them all together though you know because i would have a house party and i would get house music and the ravers and you know the rebels <laughs> and you know it was all for them but you know i would i would always play vicente fernandez antonio Aguilar to them and and they you know they would get loud and all you know yeah. at the ditching parties bro yeah. you know Back then, ditching parties was a party, bro. You yeah, know? yeah. It, was like, it was like these kids nowadays. I, like you know, it's, it's kind of sad. The other day, I was talking to a friend, and he was like, "Yeah, my son, bro, I caught him at a ditching party." And I was like, "Why were you tripping?" He's like, "No, nah, dude, the thing was that they were all on pills." Wow. You know, and I was yeah. like, "Damn, yeah, that's messed up." But back in the day, we were, bro. It was, we yeah. were out there having fun, dancing. You know, I was charging five bucks to entrance. I wasn't trying to make a killing. You know, hustling early. Yeah. I would have I would have my friends. Shout out to Myra and Myrna. You know, they're they're pretty cool high school buddies, man, that they would let me throw parties at their house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's That's like dope. their mom didn't really trip. So, you know, we used to do stuff like that, man. And and from there I lo- I, I, I love the entertainment, man. You know, it was uh, the entertainment was was in my life, man. You know, it's it's always been it's always been there, man. What do you think was that 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 first step for you? I mean, you, you did the, the Flyers party circuit and well from where you are now and what you're doing now, what do you think was like that first like ignition? What, what ignited you? It? Yeah, what was that that moment? What was that? Well, here I, I, yeah, I, I explained this story before to a couple of people. Some people know it, but so there was a friend of mine, a girl. Right, I was 14. I'm never gonna forget, dude. I was 14 years old. We weren't 15 yet because I was going to be her chambelan. El chambelan de honor? Yeah, I was always a chambelan, bro. I was always, <laughs> I was always a chambelan de honor, bro. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I always got the free suit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I came out on like 15 quinceañeras, bro. You know, it's like, wow. yeah, I did a lot of quinceañeras, man. I was, I got tired of it. I retired quick, you know? <laughs> but um, I think I was because I was a good dancer and stuff, you know? Yeah. I had the moves and stuff. So, but anyways, uh. Um, I remember she, she was real cool. She was a good friend of mine. She was like, Hey, uh, you know, my brother's throwing a house party at the house. Yeah. Like, you know, you want to come. And, um, that way you get to meet my, my parents for the quinceanera. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go. You know, so I got all dressed up, you know, I threw on my, I threw on my Jordans. I remember I had some fours at that time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> some bread, you know, some nice, you know, the black and red ones. And, um, went all G'd up. And when I got there, they didn't want to let me in, bro. Uh. Cause I was too young, you know, cause I, I, at 14, bro, I looked like if I was 12. You know, it's like me, that was my problem. When I was 21, I looked like I was 17. Now I wish, you know, I was like, <laughs> man, I wish I looked like I was 30. I'm 42 <laughs> right now, you know? But um, when, uh, when I got there, they didn't want to let me in. And I was like, man, you know, but she lived right in the corner. 
you know, we were in una esquina, and, and yeah. it was some apartment building. So, you know, the apartment, you could, on the top, you could see the, the but, but right in the corner when yeah, you could yeah, see yeah. To, the, to the street. So I was like, hey, man, I'm here with so-and-so. She invited me. Like, no, nah, no, nah, watch out. But when, when, I, when I seen, I was like, dude, like, these guys are having a party, right? And um, I was leaving, and she was like, hey, Jimmy. And I was like, hey, what's up? I was like, where are you going? I said, I'm going home. What do you mean? I said, they didn't want to let me in. She was like, man, come on. So I went to the door, and they were like, let him in. He's with me, you know? And I'm going to tell my brother, and blah, blah, blah. It's like putting him <laughs> on check. But when I walked in, bro, it was, it was like a slow motion. It happened to me twice in my life, bro. Wow. And I think, I think it's going to happen the third time. I just don't know when. But when I walked in, bro, it was like, whew, Like, I seen the guy had a wad of money in his, in his hand yeah. charging at the entrance. And then I seen all these people dancing, and then I seen the DJ, and he only had two lights, bro, on the floor. You know what I'm saying? So, and I was like, bro, like, he had a, he had a, a walk, stack. Yeah. You know, and I was like, all right. And then after that, I, I walked in with her, and I started checking them out, and I was like, hey, who's doing this? Oh, my brother and, and, and his friends, they have a party crew, and, you know, they, they have these everywhere all the time. Like, yeah. they have them here once a month. And, and I was like, no way. I was like, yeah, they make money, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, they make money. I was like, all right. So I went to the DJ, and I was like, yo. I was like, can I get your card? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For what? And I told him, oh, it's for quinceanera. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. So I got, I got his card, and, and I found out how much he charged and everything. And I went back, bro. And it was just, I seen myself doing a party, you know? So my sister and my brother, in Cuate, they had a yard, yeah. you know, an apartment complex with a nice little good-sized yard. And it was all closed up. This was in the city of Venice. And um, I go, hey, let me do a party here. And they were like, what do you mean? Yeah, let me do a party. I'll give you some money, you know. Let me see how it goes. <laughs> I told my sister what it was, you know. And she was like, all right, cool, whatever. But just be careful, only like 50 people. And I was like, yeah. Dude, I ended up getting like 200 people, bro. Man. Yeah, and, and, and I did flyers. I remember I did flyers. And I, I, I just put the date on it. And I put flyer party. Um, I put a... Uh, um, I remember I was dressed to impress. You know what? <laughs> it was like, like, you know what? There's some yeah. things, you know? It was yeah, like, yeah. Early, get there early to avoid line, long lines. No haters. Yeah, no haters. Yeah. But it was cool that, uh, that uh, oh, and then I put on there no baggy pants. Because, you know, that's when the baggy pants were in style. Yeah. And, you know, your mom was like, ah, pinches cholos. Yeah. Wow, yeah. you know? And, and um, I remember we, uh, I, we, we, we brought in like 200 people, bro. 250 around there. I don't remember what it was. But. We charged five bucks, you know, and I had the DJ and the DJ didn't ever know who hired him because I had my sister go pay him, you know, but my sister was older. She went to go pay him. And then my sister was like, yo, what the hell? Like, where you get all these people from? So what I did is I did some flyers, you know, I did a flyer at a, a I, I, with a marker, yeah. you know, and I did the letters all cool. And then <laughs> I went to Kinko's and printed them out, you yeah. know, on some colorful paper. And then I went to the, to the high school. I didn't go to junior high because I was in junior high. I didn't go to the junior high to pass out the flyers. I went to the high school. I went to the high school, passed out the flyers, and then started going to the parks. And You know, whenever I would see people, I would go, you know, and, and just pass out flyers, bro. And, and I ended up getting a, a good crowd. And, and I ended up, from there, I kept doing them, you know. And it's like, Man. I started borrowing people's yards. I started going to people's yards and be like, yo, let me do a party here. I'll give you 200 bucks, you know. I can get 200 bucks is a lot of money, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So I kept doing them like that, bro. And, and, and this became like the party guy. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody reached out for, you know, for the parties and stuff. So, well, what was crazy. after after you were doing those those parties? What was next for you? Like, what 
mentality did you have going into like the next step? Well, around that time, bro, my brother used to play in a local band que se llamaban Los Pumas. Los Pumas. And they were, they were a group that was from Venice and Santa Monica. Like, when I say Venice and Santa Monica, people say like, oh, bro, that's straight white neighborhood. No, man, back in the days, it was a hood. Like, it was wow. everybody from, from Halos, from Tepa and Jalisco, a lot of people from Zacatecas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was all there. Like, that's where, back then was where you came from, from Mexico. It was like where you would go to where your whole pueblo was at, yeah. you know? So, in Venice and Santa Monica, it was full of Mexicans and blacks, bro. Like, what a puro Mexicano. You, you only see white people in the outskirts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you would only see white people in the outskirts. But they had a grupo, and they would always play at church. You know, in church, they would have the parties, you know, at the hall. And, and they would play at every quinceañera and wedding that got married or got a quinceañera yeah. from there. And, and I used to love going with my brother, bro, because I always loved music since I was a kid. I tried playing every instrument, bro. <laughs> my dad bought me a guitar, an accordion, a drum set, a bass, a trumpet. A, I know, sucked not, at every single one of them, not, bro. <laughs> but I tell you what, I know what tone it is. I know when they're out of tone. I know the sound. I know yeah. the timing. I know everything. And I started singing a little bit. And uh, at that music was like Quebradita and stuff like that. Yeah. It was like Los Bukis. Mondadoso, Los Yonics, and all that. So it was different. Yeah. But then around the time that I even started doing the flyer parties, I don't remember if it was before or after, but I had a cousin that was faded, bro. He was drunk one day, and I was getting home from school. And I remember I had my backpack on, and, and, and he was like, hey, come here. And I was like, what's up, man? What are you doing? You drunk or what? Like, yeah, you know, I'm faded. Take me to the store. And I'm like, Take you to the store, bro. Like, what do you mean, my bike? <laughs> and he was like, No, no, drive my car. Wow. I was like, You're crazy, bro. I'm 14. Like, he's like, I thought you told me you drove in Mexico. I was like, Bro, that's Mexico, dog. Like, it's not here. Everybody you know? drives a 14 yeah. out there. So he was like, You know how to drive stick shift? You always move my car. Take me to the store. Yeah. And he's like, Anyway, we get caught by the cops. They're not gonna do nothing to you. Like, you know, back in the days, they wouldn't do anything to you. They'll just yeah. tell you to go home or call your parents. And he's like, Well, you're an adult. I tell him I'm drunk and you driving. <laughs> All right, man. So there we go. And, and at that time, um, he bumped, he, he, put, he put up the radio really loud. And it was Chalino Sanchez, bro. And I don't, I'm, I'm never going to forget the corrido. It was, you know, like Chuita Beltran. You know, and, and um, when we're driving, it's like, he's like, bro, you can't be driving and not listening to Chalino. And I'm like, it's Chalino, bro. <laughs> you know, like, what do you mean? Like, so then I was like, bro, I, Man, this is dope, dude. So I took him to the store, whatever. He got his beer. We're driving back. And I parked this car, and I, and I stole the tape, bro. You know, the tape. I stole it. You know, he was like, hey, Chalino, bro. You know, he started telling me about him. He's like, yeah, he just got killed not that long ago. And, you know, he was, he was the man, bro. He's yeah. saying to all the narcos. And I'm like, what's a narco? Yeah. You know, oh, is this and that. And he started telling me lies. And I was like, so he's like, yeah, they're, they're, um, they're stories. You know, he tells stories yeah. in a song. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, all right. So I started listening to it. So I went home and I played it. And, and my dad was like, oh, ¿quién es ese? You know, and I was like, oh, Chalino. And he was like, ¿y quién es ese? Okay. You know, canta bien feo. You know, I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know. I love, I, to me, it was like, I loved it, bro. Yeah. Like, it was like, it was like popping in an Easy E tape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ice Cube tape, uh, NWA, whatever. Um, and I just fell in love with it, man. And I was like. I love this music, man, you know, and, and I just became a big fan, you know, 
I became somebody that really, really enjoyed that, that, that life. Yeah. You know, like I wanted to know more about it. So I started reading about it. I started listening to more similar music. Excuse me. I started listening to more similar music. And um, I just started singing it all the time, you know, and, and started, you know, knowing more about the culture, about the corridos, about yeah. the way they dressed, you know, about snakeskin, ostrich boots, about the trajes vaqueros, you know, and I told my dad, hey, I want to dress like that one day, you know, and he was like, yeah, I got some in my closet. And I remember um, I seen a Chalino portada where he had a gray jacket and, a, and, and black right here. And it was like a cowboy jacket. And my dad goes, I got the same one. And I go, really? So he's like, yeah. So I pulled it out. He goes, I got those same pants too. You know, and I was like, really? Polyester pants, bro. Cowboy polyester pants. <laughs> you know, I pulled them out and, and I put them on and I was like, oh, like, this is my life. Like, love this, bro. You wow. know? I felt like I was like a part of that culture. Yeah. And, but in Venice, no, <clears throat> no matter if it was a lot of Mexicans or blacks, whatever it was, nobody listened to Spanish music, bro. If you listen to Spanish music, you were a paisa, you were a chuntaro, you were, yeah, yeah. you were chunti, you know, back in the days, I don't know if you remember, that's what they called yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, ah, it's a pinche paisa, you know, or like, it was a bad thing. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, a, it was so they used to call me Jimmy the Chunt. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so they used to call me Jimmy the Chunt, bro. And they called me Jimmy the Chunt, and I didn't care, or paisa. Yeah. My homies to the day, you know, they, they, they'll call me, what's up, hey, paisa, what's up, you know? And, yeah. And because I always listened to the Mexican music, like to me, like, I took him to Parral. Like, I took all my homies, dressed them up with, like... El Parral you know? and Linwood. Yeah, Linwood. Come on on. And then, um, when I dropped out of high school, um, I had to go... They send a letter to my house. I dropped out of school. But I was already working at a tanning salon. I was, you know, I was already making my little money, hustling on the side with the parties. Yeah. I had my job, you know. It was like, I told my dad, I want to I just... I want to be me, bro. You know, like... I don't want to go to school no more, man. I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to lie to nobody no more. I already did. For like two years, you know, I, I barely even made it to the ninth grade. You know, from eighth grade, like they passed me because they didn't want me at school no more. Honestly, <laughs> they didn't want me at my junior high no more. I was a like, bro. So they were like, nah, you know, it was like, I was very, I've always been like very popular, bro, you know? And thank God, man. Like I always, like everybody knew who I was. I've always had haters, bro. Always, always been with me, man. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's, it goes, it's like it's like bread that goes with the coffee, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, but if you don't have haters, then you're not really doing you know much with your life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's the way I see it. Also, yeah. I, I you know something that that resonates with me just from the minute I met you was that you have the gift of gab, bro. Like, what do you mean by that? The gift of gab, like you can walk into a room and own the room, and just you know, it's like Jay Z says, you can sell water to a whale. You know, like you have that that skill and that gift, man. I, I'm sure that was the case, you know, since you were you were a kid. I mean, just to yeah. tell your pops like, hey, I don't get ir a la escuela, you know, like that that I'm sure took took a lot to and say. It was a lot, man. You know, well, I've always been a hustler, man. You know what I'm saying? I've always I've always my parents had enough, right? They had enough to get by. You know, my dad worked. He was, he was a graveyard worker, bro. He was a, he was a, era panadero, you know, he was a baker. Um, he worked for a bakery for many years, bro, 30 some years. And he, we were able to get by, yeah. you know, I'm not going to say I was poor. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to say that in the U S bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I've always been into hustling. I've always, 
turn something into something else. You know, like I used to go to the Swami, bro, and I would buy a pack of socks. Yeah. And I was selling individual socks at school, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, I would sell them for, you know, and people would be like, why? Because at PE, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you would lose your socks or your socks were really dirty or something. Yeah. So I would sell them, bro. You know, I would, I would sell them for a dollar. I would sell one pair of socks for a dollar and I would buy me a, a pack of, 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 of 10 pairs for $4, you know? <laughs> but I, was, I would make my little six, seven bucks. You know, it's like I would sell bags of chips. I would, be, I would sell candy. I would sell everything, bro. I tried yeah. selling wings one time, bro. And I, <laughs> I got caught and I was like, oh, man. So little bags of weed, bro. And Never I was again. like, nah, man. Like, you know, I was like, I'm not going to do this. It's not yeah. for me, bro. You know, I can't sell weed and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, it, it's, it comes to a point where, Hustling, man. You know, it was in my blood. You know, I didn't. I didn't want to. I, I always told my mom, you know, and my dad, like, I don't want to. I don't want to be a bad guy. You know, like, don't worry about me. I'm never gonna do something illegal. But yeah. flyer parties and raids and all that. You know, that's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna be a bad guy. So you never have to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm never. They didn't let me gangbang, bro. Yeah. Not my parents. The streets didn't let me gangbang. My homies. Really? Yeah, bro. Like, honestly. All my homies growing up were gang members. All of them. All my homies. I don't have not one homie that was... Well, I got a couple of homies that weren't into gangbang, but my main dudes to this day, yeah. they all gangbang. I've never heard that the homies that were in the streets didn't allow or didn't want someone yeah. to get in the streets. I've never heard... Usually it's like, yeah, come, come and join us. Man, I thank them so much, bro. You have no idea, man. I got a lot of homies that... They didn't let me gangbang, bro. It was, they never asked me to get jumped in. You wow. know, I would always be around them. Man. And, but when it was like something for them to do or a fight or whatever, like they would make sure that I didn't go. They wouldn't even call me, bro. They what do you even, think that was? Um, I think it was probably like, cause, well, a couple of them have told me to the date that, you know, like they always said it wasn't for me. I have bigger goals in life. You know, I got a homie that's busted, you know, and, he always told me, like, hey, bro, you know, your thing was to be different, bro, you know? Like, I always seen you as who you were, and I knew that you were going to become who you are today, but, you know, that's why, like, I didn't really never reach out to you for that, you know? Because yeah. they did their things, bro. I grew up with my boys. And, you know, it was growing up, I, and I would do parties everywhere, and I was into my party scene. I would have homies from different neighborhoods. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 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 they, would, they knew I lived in, in another neighborhood, and they knew that I would hang out with so-and-so, but... They knew I wasn't about that. Yeah. You know, it's like, then I realized that that wasn't for me. Yeah. You know, I got friends that, you know, doing, doing life. I got homies that, that are, you know, that are not here no more. You know, I got homies that, that did five, seven years and then cleaned up their lives after. Or I got homies that are still out there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, it's like, it was cool because they didn't let me get involved. And, and, and now it's like that I still get to kick it with them. And I talk to them, they always tell me, you know, like, oh, you're my inspiration. And, you know, we're here for you. And I, do, I know a day of a matter, bro, if I need it, I snap it and they're going to jump for me, you know? Because yeah, yeah. they know that I'll do the same for them. And, for sure. And I didn't pick that life, bro. You know, it's like, I still have my same friends. You know, it's like, I got, a, I got new friends, of course. But I still got my same homies, bro. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, I still go low riding with my same dogs that I grew up with since I was a kid. You know, it's like, I still hang around with my same boys. You know, I met JB and Rocky later in life. But, you know, it's, they're my brothers. Yeah. It's a different side. You yeah. know, it's a different, ep you know, epoch in life. So sure. um, going back to when I dropped out of school, I got this letter. And I got a letter from the court. 
you know, that if I dropped out of school, you know, that I had to go to court. So there I go, my feet that we got to go to this court over here in, uh, I don't remember if it was in Norwalk or juvenile court <laughs> in, in Norwalk or somewhere out here, right? <laughs> so we come to juvenile court and they told my mom, they go, well, look, you know, you're responsible, blah, blah. And I told my, I said, she's not responsible. I, I spoke up, bro. I told the judge, I said, hey, you know, my mom is not responsible, bro. You know, I'm responsible for myself. You know, don't, but he said, you're only 16. I remember I was 16. He said, you're only 16. I said, you say you can't make decisions for yourself. I said, look, I don't want to go to school no more. Why do you want me to go to school and you want me to you? Why do you want me to go and bullshit my teachers? I'm not in class, bro. I'm ditching. Yeah. Why, why do you want me to be out there? What about if I get caught doing something that I'm supposed to be doing? I told that to the judge. And he said, you know what? I'm going to send you somewhere where you're going to thank me later in life. And I said, what? He said, I'm going to send you to a, to a school called L.A. Job Corp. And I said, L.A. Job Corp? L.A. Job Corp? <laughs> he said, oh, you're going to pick whatever career you want there, bro. I said, man, what the hell? I said, fuck it. He said, well, if you don't, then I'm going to put you in, in juvenile hall. Wow. You know, I'm going to send you, I'm going to put you away for six months. Wow. And then I, he's all, then you can go to school there. <laughs> and then I said, so then I already had a couple of my boys that were busted. You know, uh, I had a couple of my boys, uh, Camp Scoop, Scooby or Camp, I don't know, Snoopy or whatever camp that we're at. <laughs> you know, and um, uh, I was like, yo, like, I don't, they, I would talk to them on the phone. They'll tell me like, nah, you don't want to come here, bro. You're like, you don't like stay out of trouble. You know, they would, they would tell me even at my boys that were busted, you know, like, hey, food, you know, stay out of the streets. Like, it ain't for you, you know? And I was like, all right, man. So after that, it was, it was amazing, bro, because. When I got to LA Job Corp, I went. I ended up going, bro. I said, I'm going. And I go, and I see nothing but raza and blacks, bro. There was nothing but negros and mexicanos. And I turn around, and I say, what the hell is this? So I go, they, I got to go to this building, and then I see all these. I got there actually late because signups were like a week before, right? Yeah. So, man, it's crazy. <laughs> I got there a week, after, a week later. And so they have a thing for all the lines, you know, uh, uh, of sections of where you can go for that, for that training. Okay. Because what it was, LA Job Corps was not only a school, it was a training for a, a training center. Yeah. But they called yeah. them, right? A youth training center. So they would give you money to go to school, bro. Wow. So they would give us $112 per month to go to school. Some people lived there. They had an in-house unit. You could live there. Um, I didn't want to live there. I said, hell, no, I'm not living here. You know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. I heard all kinds of stuff. I said, I'm not going to live there. So I lived all the way in Venice, and that school was in downtown L.A., so I used to take the bus every day, bro. You know, I would get up at 5 in the morning. had to be at the bus stop by 6. You know, two hours on the bus. My, my, my school started at 8. And then at the end, when I got out, I got out at 3. So there I go another two, three hours to get back home, you know? Wow. And then when I get to the L.A. Job Corps, bro, it's funny because all the classes for the men were all taken construction, uh, welding, uh, uh, gardening, wood all this. shop or whatever. Yeah, wood. Yeah, it yeah. was gone, you know, because it was real uh, training centers, you know? Yeah. And um, I would see fools walking with their belts, construction, all kinds of stuff. I was like, man, I don't mind doing that. Then everything was gone. So the only thing they had was massage therapy uh, and. Uh, and and cosmetic, I don't know what, bro. Yeah. So I'm like, come on, dog. <laughs> so I look, 
And then the massage therapy, you see nothing but females. And another yeah. one, nothing but females. I said, this is for me and my boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I went over there. I got me. Oh, no. They had, they had, they had welding. Yeah. Welding. And I said, I don't want to freaking be a welder, bro. Like, yeah. you know, I don't. Yeah, I'm going to burn my hands. I'm good, bro. You yeah. know? So I go over there and, and I get into massage therapy, bro. And. And I remember I was right there massaging, bro. You know, it's like I got like five hours, like you know, I got like two hundred hours in, you know. So I didn't get certified. Uh, but when I went to that school, I met these two cats, bro. We one of his names Julio. We called him Chompiras. Another dude named uh, Bago, right? And when I met these two cats, they were all about the Chalino life, bro. Wow. They were diehard Chalino fans, dog, and. And they sang like Chalino and Gavilancillo, and yeah. they started introducing me to another life that I didn't know about, you know, about, about how to dress, about how to look different. So we, you know, they used to wear the cinto piteados or their cintos alvestruz with their yeah. hat like this, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and designs all over it. And, and they got me into different music. And, and, um, and I had told them that, that I, I used to sing before. I went to singing lessons with my brother, you know, and, and I went to, Piano lessons. I, I didn't learn none of that shit, bro. And so they were like, you sing? And I was like, yeah, well, a little bit. They were like, oh, we sing too. And they started singing. But one of them sounded like Chalino and the other one sounded like Avilancillo. And I was like, man, this is cool. So I started becoming really good friends with them, you know? And, yeah. and uh, we became all good friends. Us three, we started partying, bro. They started introducing me to La Parral, to the, to the uh, Farallon, Farallon, to different artists that I didn't know about. You know, they started introducing me to a whole new life, carnal. And, and um, it was so cool, bro, because when I, when I met that life with them, I fell in love with it. And I started singing, bro. I became a singer again, you know? <laughs> like, I became a singer, and I remember it was then. We would go to flyer parties and sing. We would go to house parties. Wherever we knew there was music, we would go and sing, bro. You know, that was our practice. And one day, um, at Parral, on Sundays, uh, you could go try out. To be a singer and, and if you were good he'll record you Don yeah. Abel Orozco, you know so i went nobody really knows the story but it was the first time i tell the story like that in full and i walk into Paran, i'm nervous bro like you know and i would i would sing on sundays there like sometimes just for the hell of it but you know us we would we would we would sing i was like 17 17 years old yeah so i go and and, and we and we tried out to singing and the guy called me back. And he was like, hey, I want to talk to you. I'm like, oh, what's up? He was like, so tell me about you, man. You know, what do you want to do? You want to be a singer? And I'm like, yeah, I want to be a singer. And he was like, all right. And um, when he invited me, he goes, come to my studio this day, so-and-so. I'm like, come, you're going to record already, so make sure you have a list of songs, what you want to record. And I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to record, bro, you know, so... So I went and he gave me a list of songs and he gave me learn these songs. So he put me in a room and I started learning songs, started writing down the songs and stuff like that. And I recorded two albums. Oh, wow. Yeah. I recorded two albums. Nobody knows about them. Not even him. He doesn't <laughs> even know what name I put him on there. You know, so he doesn't know what name he wrote on there because he would record so much music. Abel Orozco, he would record so many artists every week yeah. that not everybody hit. You know what I'm saying? And he would put him away. He would put him away. And I didn't, I didn't pursue the career, bro. I didn't pursue it. Um, I, I, I think I wanted to do something different in life. You know, I didn't, I love the singing. Everybody was like, dude, continue it, man. You know, 
do it, man. You know, this is for you. And, you know, you have the looks. You know, I was a skinny guy. You know, good looking. You know what I'm saying? Little Chalinillo, you know, huh? Little, little, little Chalinillo. <laughs> nice Tejana. Nice everything. And and um, I recorded two albums. I didn't pursue it, bro. I didn't, I didn't go along with it. I, I, told, I never went back to him. Um, I remember I would see him. He'd be like, hey, cabrón, ¿cuándo vas a venir? ¿Qué onda? ¿Qué platicar? And, and I'd be like, nah. And then uh, at that time, Gavilancio had gotten killed, one of the singers, too. And I was like, nah, you know what? This really ain't for me. Let me, let me mind my own thing. You know, yeah. I, I like the business more of it. I, I started meeting more of the business. Then I started meeting other people and stuff like that as going along. And, and I just continued in the business, bro. You know, and met el original de la sierra which was, uh, you know, I worked with him. That was my beginning of, 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 of my career in the business. That's yeah. where I learned, like, you know, I carried his, his bags. I ironed his clothes. Wow. I, I went, bought him food in the middle of the night. You know, I, 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 I was a bodyguard. I was everything, bro, you Just know. Paying, paying your yeah, dues. Yeah, you know, and paying my thing. And, and I was his, his, his promoter. I worked with his brother, which was his brother, his, was his main manager. And I worked with him, like, side to side. So I was, like, assistant manager, you know. And then um, I learned there, bro. You know, I just learned and kept going and going. And, and um, I liked the business side of it. Yeah. So I kind of left the, the, the singing career right there. You know, that was, like, my end of it. I was probably, like, 19 when I was like, nah, I'm done with it. You know, I don't want to pursue it. So kept going, bro. And the business, I fell in love with the business side of it. Um, I worked with him for, for like, four years. Wow. And, and then quit. You know, I, I did my own thing. I, after that, I became a taquero. I opened my own taco shop. Remember I told you that, that two things happened to me in life? Where I walked in, it was like slow motion. I seen the money. And, you know, when I was going into that flyer party, it was like, phew. it was like slow motion, bro. Like, yeah. like the money and then, phew, like to the <laughs> event. Well, the same thing happened to me again, bro. And Where was that? This was on Slauson and Avalon. We had came out of a, I think we went to a, to a, I think uh, I was with my wife and I was with my brother and, and his wife and we we're with a couple of the friends. We came out of a party or some, whatever party it was. But we went to go eat tacos right there by the train tracks on Slauson. Yeah. Right? That was like, back in the days, you really, really wouldn't find taco spots. But either Tacos Unico, Tacos Mexico, you know? King Taco. The, King Taco. Say, those yeah. were the taco spots, but you never really seen street tacos. Only on Slauson. Yeah. You know? So... I went there. We went to go eat. I said, hey, look, they got tacos like in Mexico, bro. You know, we, we hadn't seen it, bro. I never had seen that. Yeah. So we stopped. And when we were right there ordering, this guy bumped. I swear to you, bro, this, this guy comes in in a towel, bumping, bro. Bah, bah, like, you know, corridos. Mm, mm, yeah. mm, subbing, bro. <laughs> on some 22s or 24s. I don't yeah. know what it was. And he got out the car and, and he opens the trunk and all the workers go and grab boxes and and then he pulls out a big-ass watt and gives the lady change, and then he gets his other money from the box, and he grabs it, and he rolls out. I was like, what the hell? So whew, everything's, like, going to me. So then I asked the lady, I go, hey, ¿quién era ese, ese señor? Like, who's that, you know? And he goes, oh, es el dueño. He's the owner. Like, he's young. Oh, yeah, his dad has a restaurant, and he decided to do these tacos. And I'm like, cool, bro. So I got home, bro. And I started doing my investigation about tacos, you know? So yeah. I was like, I seen all that money. I was like, I'm jobless. They've all, they fired me from so many jobs, bro. <laughs> like, I've probably had about, about 50 jobs, bro. And wow. I got fired from every single one of them. Wow. But 
I never got fired for fucking up or being not being a good or not being a good worker. I always got fired because the managers or the supervisors they envied me, bro. Like, cause I'm a I'm a hustler, bro. I get up, I get to work, bro. You know, I'm not yeah. there around. I'm not, you know, we're friends and all, but I gotta work, bro. You know. So I started in this little restaurant, a little Italian place, as a dishwasher. You know, till they found out I knew English. <laughs> yeah, shout out to shout out to the busboys. I was a busboy yeah, too. That was dope, bro. That was, but see, I wasn't a busboy yet. I was a dishwasher, bro. Oh, you're in, you were just in the back. Yeah, the, one of my homies called me. He's like, hey, he was a busboy there. He was like, hey, his name Jose, Jose Perez. No, no, what's his name? Jose, uh, oh, fuck his last name. Well, Jose. No, his brother Octavio and everybody. I know they be watching everything, so, you know, I got to, <laughs> I, I don't remember his last name, dude. Jose, I don't I remember right now. But anyways, um, I stick out on, calls me. He goes, hey, fool, you want a job? And I'm like, hell yeah, doing what? And he's like, well, just come over here. It's, it's, you know, you'll find out. Yeah. He's like, just don't wear good shoes. Cause I always, I was always known for having my kicks on, dog. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> my kicks are my kicks. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I remember I put on some other shoes I had, my little game playing shoes, you know. And and I get there, and um, they were like, oh, you a dishwasher? And I was like, all right, cool. So I go back there, and the little paisita, little short guy, you know, from Oaxaca, you know, he's real cool. I remember his name, Antonio. Don Antonio, you know. And he was like, mira, aquí no hay huevones, you know. Si vas a estar aquí estorbando, hasta para allá. So I said, all right, tell me what I gotta do. Look. Everybody, this, you put the cups in this right here. You know, everybody, they're going to bring you all the plates. They're going to just drop. We get really busy. They can, you know, whatever. Tell me the whole thing. So, young chinga, you know, with the roofs. We get brushing them all down, yeah. putting them in the machine, putting down the machine. You know what I'm saying? Taking them back out, drying them, putting them in the thing. Yep, you know? Yep, Don, yep. So, Antonio was like, man, you on it, bro. Like, hell yeah. So, then one day, I, I think it was like my third day, this manager walks in. I remember he looked like Albert Einstein. White <laughs> dude, right? He comes in. He's like, hey. You know, uh, Joe, Joe Coupo, uh, uh, I was like, what do you need, man? And he goes, you know English? And I'm like, yeah. Why, what's up? He's like, what you doing back here? I said, what do you mean, what am I doing back here? I'm working. working. So he goes, no, 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 I need you in the front. He's like, come in the front. And I'm like, no, 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 I got to finish here right, right here, bro. I'm not going to leave him by himself. We're busy. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. You know, all right. Well, let me know when you want to come to the front. I'm like, yeah, I'll go tomorrow. And then he was like, okay. I came tomorrow the next day. And, you know, I came... Dressed out in black, all right? <laughs> Just a black collar shirt and some black pants, whatever it was, yeah, yeah, and black yeah. shoes. So I show up, and, and I'm, a, I'm a bus boy. Nice. You know? And, Moved on up. I'm, I'm a bus. <laughs> I mean, to, you know, I started, you know, I started being cool with everybody. I started doing my thing, you know? I started, I learned how to do, you know, the bread. We had to do breads, you know, for the waiters. And yeah. we had to do all that stuff and had to pick up the drinks, take their drinks, do all the shebang. And then... um. I, I moved up to a to waiter. I moved up to a waiter like two weeks later, you know. The, there was two managers. And the other manager was like, hey, the one in the morning was like, yo, I need you to be a waiter in the morning, you know. And I was like, yeah. And the next thing you know, one day I went in and they were like, hey, you're fired. And I was like, why? And they were like, oh, I don't know. They laid like two people off. And I was like, well, wait a minute, you know, like, why? Like, I didn't do. So then later I found out that, you know, some of the waiters were hating on me and stuff like that. So they had to let me go, man. And, and, um. Let, let, let me stop you there, man, because what I find very inspiring about your story from from what you're telling me is, you know, you can be uh, a dishwasher, you can be a busboy and you can be a CEO of of a company of, you know, just making making big moves in, in, in one's career. And a lot of people 
may not want to take that route of like paying your dues or like just working but like there's so much i'm sure like i was a bus boy too i was a bus boy at sizzler oh man in in uh in southgate and i learned i learned a lot man just like how to earn honest money how to like go in how respect. to respect it was it's just it's, it, you learn a lot like in every job right yep. and and i feel like it's important to to note that where you started and where you're from now where you're at now uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. And like anything, anything can happen with, with big dreams. Man, I've, I've always knew. It, it's so crazy, bro, that I say this, but I've always knew since I could remember. Since I was a kid, I would close my eyes and I would dream. Like, this is what I tell kids right now. Like, don't stop dreaming. Yeah. That to me is like, it is like, I would close my eyes. I remember I would, I would be in school and we were in a talent show. They didn't let us do the talent show because we were doing an NWA song. <laughs> Me and my homie Tradell, Keon, my boy Abraham, uh, who else? Uh, my boy Michael. Uh, Michael passed away. Uh, I remember we, we, were, we went in there and I was yellow boy because I was like the less black guy. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't look like I was black, so I had to be yellow boy. But um, I remember when, when, uh, when I went to school, man, you know, it was like, I always wanted to be in the entertainment and there's an actor by the name of Bo Bridges. Yeah. Um, he was, a. am going to tell you one thing that in the school that I went to Westminster elementary in Venice, um, they always had something important going on. Yeah. And this is the thing that this is why I respect black community so much because there was a youth center right there and it was called the team post. Right. And that youth center was ran by black people. Right by Melvin, by a couple of the people that, that were there back in the days. Yeah. And that was where you went to do your community service when you got out of jail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's when you would go work. That's what, it, it, we had a gym. We had a, uh, it, was, it, was a it, was, it was called the team post. Yeah. You know? So you, you were able to go hang out there and do good things, but they had electives. You know, they had things to do. They had an acting class. They had um, a music class. They had a lot of different things. So, but... What I always seen that it was it was never our raza, you know, like like it was like the black communities always were there for the black youth, yeah. but they never closed the doors for us raza. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm not blaming. I'm not saying that they're better than us or we're better than them. But I'm saying it was that that I, I appreciate that because when they went in there and they go, hey, you can't do the N.W.A. song. And I was really mad, bro, because I really wanted to do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> Bo Bridges said, hey, come here. What's your name? I said, Jimmy. He said, stand on that stool right there. I was like, all right. I stood on that stool and I stood straight and he was like, all right, I need you to say these words. And then I was like, okay. Um, he said, next we have John that's going to come and perform a ballet dance and blah, 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 something like that. And I was like, yeah. So I went, all right. So next we have John that's going to come out. He goes, you got a job. You're, you're the narrator for the t for the talent show. And I'm like, what the hell is a narrator? <laughs> you know, a narrator is a guy that's going to come out and present. And I said, all right, cool. So I went and I was a narrator, bro. I had to dress up in a suit. <laughs> So, I mean, and, and, and I remember I would, I would close my eyes. And when I, when that curtain opened, bro, like to me, it was like butter, bro. Chill time. Like it was like, psh, like I seen that eye, that, that light hit me. I love that light, bro. Yeah. When that light, you know, cause they had a little spotlight. Yep. When that spotlight hit me, I was like, man, it's cool, bro. You know, and I was talking and I'm moving around the stage and he was like, Hey man, you need to get into entertainment, man. You know, and I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I was, Whatever. I was doing other stuff. You know, I was in elementary. I didn't, I didn't care about that. But 
I would I would always think of, of, of me being in entertainment, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was weird. Yeah. Weird. Like, I tell people now, they probably think I'm crazy. But in my life, I was a busboy, a dishwasher. I sand cars for my brother's body shop. I wash cars. I cleaned uh, all the screws and everything with gasoline. You know, it was like, I, I worked at selling cell phones. I did gardening for one day. <laughs> I said, like, yeah. That ain't for hey, me, for my me. boy. <laughs> Hell no, nah, I'm with my boy and his dad. I left right after that. I said, I, I, went, I went into a, I was going to sell cars one time and found out it wasn't for me either, bro. And, and it was just, you know, I did good at cell phones, bro. I worked for cell phone companies. And, you know, I did really good, man. I remember, I remember uh, uh, one of the, the owners from a, from a cell phone company that I worked for. He was Persian. That's why I, I, I know a lot of Persian words, you know, because I worked with Persians for a long time. And when I walked in there, he goes, hey, Jimmy, come to my office. And I was like, what I do? Like, man, I was employee of the month. I got the biggest sales, you know, for the last six months. The hell I do? And he was pissed. And everybody else was pissed, too, that day. Nobody talked to me, bro. And I was like, what the did I do, bro? Something's up. Something's up. And, you know, it was a couple, it was a lot of Persians that worked there. You know, and then there was a couple, like two Rasas and then a black guy. I remember the guy, Tommy. Shout out to my boy, Tommy. Cool ass dude. Um, we, we get there and he goes, I want you to come in my office, Jimmy. I need to talk to you. You know, and I'm like, he's all, sit down. How's your day today? And I'm like, I'm good. And then his brother walks in and his brother's like, you know, another older big boss, you know? And he's like, hey, I need to, I need to talk to you. And then I'm like, all right, what'd I do wrong, bro? And he's like, you did a couple of things wrong. We need to talk to you. Like, all right. He said, everybody outside is telling me that you don't want to let them sell phones. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I don't want to let them sell phones. Like, like he's like, yeah, you take every customer. And then I'm like, he's like, but I'm happy for you. You keep doing that. And he's like, I'm proud of you, you know? And he's like, I'm like, yeah, okay. So I guess everybody thought I was going to get fired or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I walked out and you know, I was like, man, that was my chest. I'm, high. I'm I was the like, man. I was <laughs> like, all y'all fools, man. I, I, I'm serious. I came out, man. I thought, man, you know, y'all threw me on, man. Why y'all trying to get me fired, man? Like, oh, because you take all the customers. I go, bro, it ain't me. Y'all don't want to work. You know, as soon as somebody walked in that door, man, I was on it. Yeah. Even if I was with a customer or not, like, hey, hey, how you doing, sir? You know, welcome to a store, blah, blah. And, you know, let me know if I can help you with anything. Yeah. That was it. That customer was in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? And I was busy. The customers will see I would be helping. And then that's what I tell kids right now, man. You know, and I try to tell people, period. Like, don't get scared, man. Hustle. Yeah. Don't get, don't get intimidated by somebody. Because I know I intimidate a lot of people, and I still do. Yeah. But I try not to. I try to show them the way. I don't want to intimidate anybody. Yeah. You know, I don't want to walk into a room and feel like I'm better than them because I don't. Yeah. I walk into this room right now and I'm, I'm about as the same as this guy and this guy and that guy. Yeah. I'm, we're all the same, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We ain't nobody different. Yeah. And, and to me, I hate when that happens, right? So I try to teach them knowledge, bro. You know, and I, and I try to, you know, teach them that. All the kids and whoever surrounds me, my coworkers, my whoever, bro. Because, you know, I don't look at them like they're my employees, bro. I'm there by coworkers. We work yeah. together. Yeah. We're a family. Team. Yeah, we're a team. And everybody in my, in, my, in my company, they all started from the bottom. Yeah. I didn't hire nobody and put them on the top. They, all my, they were all my assistants. They all bought airline tickets. They all bought hotels. They all had to go get stuff from the store. They still do. Yeah. 
the highest paid employee I got, if I tell him to go get food for everybody on the table, he goes in a snap. Yeah. Why? Because that's how we train everybody to be. Right. You're not no. You're not nobody better. And than I'm nobody. sure you do too. Sometimes, Bro, right? Sometimes I tell them, "Don't worry, about it. I go." You know, like, "Hey, I got it." They yeah. try to not let me do things, but you know, right. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, you guys work for me, but that doesn't mean that y'all gotta be, you know, my servants. Yeah, you know, I yeah. don't like that, bro. You know, let's work, learn. I get mad at them. You know, I let them know when they fuck up. Yeah. You know, when they do wrong, I let them know. Hey, that was wrong. Don't do that again. Like you know, and I don't fire nobody, bro. I don't believe in firing people. They fire themselves. They fire themselves. They always quit, or they turn against me. You know what I'm saying? I don't fire you, bro. I didn't get rid of you. There's a band out there right now. You know, I'm not gonna say no names because. I don't want to disrespect anyone, but I didn't want to resign them, bro. We didn't ever talk about their contract finished. I didn't want to resign them. Then to me, I was a bad guy. They turned around. They went on the social media, started bashing my name, that I was a bad guy, that I owe money, that I, that I steal from him, that I did. I said, bro, you're a living millionaire. How the hell I steal from you, bro? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I met you, you were broke. I was good already. You know what I'm saying? And, and to me, that has always been... A problem for me because I intimidate people a lot. And I try not to. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel we're all equal, bro. We're all equal. And if you have a problem with somebody, and I, to me, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I walk into any room. I don't care if the CEO is of Universal, the CEO of Warner, the CEO of Fox Studios. Bro, we're the same. I hear you talking about your family a lot. Your sister, your dad, I know your pops, you have, you have an eagle, I know, of, uh, in your home that symbolizes your pops. Got an eagle everywhere. <laughs> why, why, why the eagle and, 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 and what does it mean to you? Um, look, m growing up, I have a picture, I'll send it to you so you can put it up right here. My dad always had this belt buckle and it was an American eagle, you know? And when I got into Quebradita and stuff like that, he let me borrow it. You know, because it was a cinto piteado and a belt buckle, right? A villa. A la villa. Yeah. A villa. <laughs> and, and, um, and I would always see him with it. Yeah. Um, we'd go to parties. He would grab his belt with the villa. And then one day, I asked him, you know, hey, pa, ¿por qué siempre usa el, el, el cinto del águila? Porque las águilas son derechas. Las águilas son buenas y las águilas dominan y es el pájaro de, 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 es el pájaro más chingón de la selva. Yeah. You know? And I was like, right. he's a una águila es sincera, es derecha y no traiciona. You never hear eagle eating another eagle. You know? And to me, it was like, right? So to me, that belt always represented who I seen in my dad, you know? Like, my dad was a badass, bro. My dad, trabajaba, like, he would go to work in the madrugada, and, and I, I would go outside the house, you know, make sure he would, you know, because he would walk to work. We only, he worked, like, three blocks away from the house, so he would block, he would walk at 10 o'clock at night, bro, uh, you know, 9.30 at night, and I would go look, and I remember I would tell him, like, bro, like, you know, like, like damn, man, you know, and, and when he would get home in the morning, he would take me to school, you know, to junior high and high school, so, um, it was always like him, you know, he always gave me consejos, never, never told me anything wrong, you know, uh, he would check my ass, you know what I'm saying? But to me, the ego was always like representing my dad. So believe it or not, bro, like I've seen so many egos in my life 
that everywhere I go, I'll see an eagle, you know, and it's crazy. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. Even after he passed, yeah. you know, cause he passed in 2011. Um, after he passed, it's like, dude, we'll be, we were in, we were in Atlanta somewhere one time and we're in the middle of driving in nowhere. Right. And I really, I really never drive. And I told the guy, hey, you know what? Let me drive. I feel like driving. And he was like, you serious? I was like, yeah, I drive. You know, I'm driving my security and everybody's in the back. But I'm driving, <laughs> you know, everybody's tripping out. And, and dude, the first thing I see, bro, is an eagle. It's like, I thought it was a falcon, right? I was like, oh, it's a falcon. And then it stopped. And it watched us go. And, you know, I remember I was with one of my guys. And I was like, look, is that an eagle? Yeah, that's an eagle. That's a bald-head eagle. What the hell? Wow. You know, we're like, oh, man, that was cool, bro. You know, so... Uh, it, it, it's kind of like if, if I've always seen it. I'll get into an airport. I go to a store. Um, a friend of mine gave me an eagle plaque without him even knowing that I like eagles. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, I, I, I say, like, like people, I don't know. It's been around me. So to me, eagle is, is, is big, man. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say, what impact did your family have in, in your career and, and, and where you're at now? Everything, bro. My family has always been there. My family has always been, they're my biggest supporters, bro, yeah. to start. You know, they're the first ones to congratulate me on everything. Whatever they find out, and they're the first ones to have my back. Hey, you know what, bro? You know, we got your back. Whatever you need. <laughs> I'm like, we're good, you know? Like, you know, my brothers were always there, too, you know? I had tough brothers, man, you know? I, I, I have really smart families, man. Very smart family members, you know? A very strong character, uh, um, always very humble, bro. We've always been known for being cool people, party, you know, loud. People would tell us, like, I wish I was part of your family, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, like, we're always partying and we're being happy. And, you know, my jefita, you know, has always been, like, down to earth. Yeah. People have always enjoyed being around her. You know, it's like she was known for Doña Chuche, you know, because I'm a Maria de Jesus. So she was known for being Doña Chuche back in the days when we were growing up, you know. And everybody knew her, bro. Everybody knew my jefita. So... It was like, my family has always been there, bro. Since my sister letting me borrow her, her party, I mean, her, her, her house, house to do a party to my brother, taking me to work with them, you know, and showing me at the body shops. You know what I'm saying? Because my brother's always worked in body shops all our lives. Yeah. My two oldest brothers have been in body shops all our lives, you know, since I remember. So, and then my other brother, you know, he, my oldest brother, he always looked out for me. He, you know, my brother, my brother Bank, he always looked out for me. He was always there. He was a graffiti writer. He was a tag, he was a tagger. He dressed hip hop. You know, I used to wear his clothes when I was a teenager. You know, yeah. so it's like I borrowed his cologne, his shoes. You know, so it's like I had that that always motivated me to like do something else. And and they always you know believed in me, bro. They always told me like, hey, you're crazy. You know, and I've always been like the like the baby brother. Yeah. You know, like my sisters always like looked out for me and and my brothers and and to me the the best thing that has happened to me in my life that ha I have been able to take care of my family. That's like my blessing right there. Carnal. To me, cars, all that, to know that my sisters and my brothers and my mom, they sleep well at night and don't have to worry about having a home, a home or not having to worry about having money in their pockets. That's my blessing. Carnal. That's, that's living the dream. I take care of all my family as much as I can. You know, when I see them, I try to, you know, if I have money in my pocket, it's gone. If I see them, you know, I see them, it's gone. If I have a watch, my brother or somebody tell me, nice watch, I'll take it off and give it to them. You know, my sisters, like, yo, my, 
My sister in a tranza so bad. They, you know, hey, take my mom to the store. She needs to buy some new clothes. And they all go because they know. <laughs> hey, can we get something for us? They know I ain't going to say no, of course, man. But, of course. You know, they're my sisters. I, dude, it's your birthday. Go get a purse. You know, go do this, whatever. You know, I try to, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to look like I'm doing good and my family ain't doing good. You know what I'm saying? I don't roll man. that boat, bro. That's that's some that's some Toretto stuff right yeah. there. Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> I I ain't doing good if my family ain't doing good. And of course, like I make sure my mom's good. You know, my my, you know, my mom. Some of my nephews live there with her. My brother live with her. You know, um, dude, I tell them like this is your house. Don't worry. I never go in there and say it's my house. You do what I say. Nah, bro, it's their house. You know, I do that. I got my sister living somewhere. I got my other sister. You know, hopefully I'm trying to buy some more properties and get all my siblings together, you yeah. know, and, and my dream is to buy a whole building, just have them all there. But, but then my dad was like, oh, cabrón, si ponemos a todos juntos, va a ser un desmadre, you know, like, and I was like, yeah, true that. So I kind of think about it, you know? Yeah. So I kind of think about that, but yeah, man, that's how I was raised, you know, my mom, dad, bro, you got to be there for yeah. your family, man. And I know that you were raised on um, on hip hop and, and you know Mexican music. What you're doing now is exactly that, man. Like you know, you're you're we'll get into it, but you're making your own music too. Yeah. And uh, congrats on that, by the way, you brother, man. I, you know, whenever I hear you, you know, putting something out, I know it's extra <laughs> special, man. I, I already know. <laughs> it was so, crazy, bro. I mean, I mean, coming back, you know, twenty something years later, and put vocals on a track. I mean. Oh, you know how hard it is, man. <laughs> I remember I, I I I hit play, and I was like, "Hey, Jimmy can sing." Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you got that a lot, right? Yeah. Like, hey, you, you know what bro. I did when I did the song "Desde Abajo"? Um, I really struggled doing that song, you know, because it was a new, the new way of singing. Yeah. But these kids do really easy, you know. When I heard Nata, when I heard um, Junior, when I heard JOP, when I heard. Herencia, when I heard El de la Guitarra, when I heard Arsenal Efectivo, when I heard Legado Siete, when I heard, you know, all these different artists, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and when I heard Ovi and, 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 and all the new artists that we're getting, it's like how easy it is for them to, come, you know, to, to express themselves through this music. Yeah. It's amazing. Now, when I went and tried it, you know, when I went, because we wrote a track, you know, my boy Hector Guerrero and me, we wrote this track. By the way, we wrote music before together. You know what I'm saying? So we, we wrote big-ass hits together. I'm not a music writer. I'm not a, I, I don't know how to play instruments. I don't write music. I don't write lyrics. I just know how to give my input with them. You know, it's like yeah. we put stories together, and they become big hits. You know, yeah. like one of the biggest hit, the Legado Siete, me and him wrote it together. You know, we did the, the, the whole thing together. There's a couple of tracks that Tercer Elemento sang, that, you know, Gerardo Ortiz sang, that a couple other people that we put together too. You know, and, and they didn't even know I was part of it. You know, until... Yeah. You know, I bring it out, and they're like, "Oh shoot! Like this fool's part of that? Like yeah, like I wrote that corrido. Like, Your names in the credits. Yeah, that was that was my that was my <laughs> homie story. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like the Pedori con Gallito. That was my homeboy story. That's doing life in prison. You know, he, he nobody knew the people. Nobody still even knows. I know. You know what I'm saying? So when I got back with him, I said, "Yo, I want to write a story about my life. You know, I want to call it Desabajo. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to tell my story. I want to talk about my mom. I want to talk about my dad." I want to talk about how I grew up. I want to talk about what I'm doing. I want to talk about the music. I want to talk about corridos. I want to talk about neighborhood. I want to talk about what we know. So we yeah. started going piece by piece. And he would write something. And I'd be like, nah, let's change this. 
change this, put that. And he would do it. He knows how to do all that. I don't. You know, I can tell you a story, carnal, but I don't know how to put it together. <laughs> and that's what made badass, you know, that's what makes him badass, bro. That I, I don't have that talent, right? So then we, we do this abajo, and I really struggled to do the, 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 the music, yeah. you know, uh, uh, the, not the music, but the, 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 the voices. Like the cadence. The vocals, yeah. The yeah. vocals, to me, was really hard because it was a new way of singing. I didn't sing like that. You know, it was hard for me to do it. But I still laid it. You know, I, we, we, it's nothing. Come on, man. You know, I, I, this is what I do for a living. Like, it's I nothing to a it. boss. So I told, I, yeah, you know, so I told the engineer, you know, my boy Edgar from Yellow Room, I said, yo, I said, I don't think I'm a Nelly. He goes, you know what? I think you got it. Just try it one more time. I said, all right, let's try it. So I tried it again. He goes, there it is. So we did that and it worked out. I thought it was done, bro. I said, no, nah, that's it. I don't, I'm not going to do it no more. I got it out of my system. You know, I got it out of me. I wanted to do a music video one day in my life. I wanted to be the actor in it. I wanted to be my music i wanted to be about me and i did it you know i did it it was it was cool yeah and it was a hit it was a big hit yeah you know to this day like you know it's like um it's been on top you know top ratings and stuff like that top charts and i i, I didn't i didn't care about that you know the thing was like i fulfilled my dream bro yeah you know then a year later goes by and here i go again bro you know? <laughs> let's do it one more time <laughs> well the thing is that when I started music, I started the storytelling. Yeah. Right. I started with corridos, narco corridos, stories, you know, um, about that happened in a rancho in Mexico or in Ciudad de Mexico. You know, I started managing artists that were only singing corridos, bro. So I, I, I feel like our music, um, I feel like these artists that sing regional music right now. Yeah. Um, by the way, I don't like the word regional. Yeah. Regional Mexicano, I don't like that. I think we're Musica Mexicana and that's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because a regional is, a, you know, they're trying to region us off. And I've been pushing for that. By the way, Billboard, everybody's been giving me that credit of doing it just Musica Mexicana, you know? Yeah. And um, we're getting to it. But other people are taking credit. I don't care what they're used to it, bro. <laughs> it is what it is. But um, the streets know. As yeah. long as the streets know, that's all that matters. No, nah, I mean, I, whenever I've, I've I mean, I, I follow you. We've been following each other for, for a while. And I already know that. That's something you've always stood for is, hey, like, there's, uh, there's something that you said in an interview where you said calling, uh, calling what we're doing, what we're doing, uh, regional Mexican regional music is like calling reggaeton salsa. Right. Um, or calling the Puerto Rican music. Right. You know, calling, calling our movement. The, the Corridos Tumbaos and all that, they would call us regional Mexican. I didn't like that. Because it was a disrespect to Vicente Fernandez, to Antonio Aguilar, to people that has put La Musica Mexicana at a level. Yeah. So when they wanted to put us on the same category, like, you know, we got nominated one time for, for some awards, right? And they put Grupo Intocable, they put Vicente Fernandez, Ramon Ayala, and then one of my bands that played that type of music. And I said... That's a disrespectful, that's a disrespect to them. Because you're putting something that's not regional Mexican music. So I went and fought for the name Musica Regional Urbana. Mm. Or Musica Mexicana Urbana. Yeah. Right? Mexicana Urbana, yeah. They gave it to us. They said, oh, esta es Musica Urbana. Now we're urban music. Now somos Musica Mexicana Urbana. You know what I'm saying? Which is dope. Yeah. Now it separates us from the regional. You know, the, 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 the real banda, mariachi... Norteño, guitarras, that's that. Yeah. Let's respect that, bro. 
But I feel that a lot of artists, like even artists that are hitting big, like like Grupo Firme, Grupo um, uh, Los Dos Carnales, um, maybe Fantasma. No, I don't think so. Fantasma's always keep, kept it, you know, Mexican. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of artists are trying to like leave the Mexican music to do like other music that doesn't fit in with them. And no disrespect to them because they're my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I feel is that like Nata, Ovi, Junior Age, they can get away with going to do a song with another urban artist because they urban urban. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like Nata and like Bad Bunny, something like that, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that it's bad what they're doing because it's good for our culture, right? But I don't think it sounds right. You know, zapateros o zapatos is a big word that, that I've learned growing up. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that it sounded bad. I'm not criticizing that. But the, I'm just the, saying. The Bad Bunny track you're talking no, about? No, no, no. I'm talking about like, like other Mexican artists that are doing tracks with other artists. Oh, got it, artists. got it, got it, got it. Um, I just think that it's forced. You get what I'm saying? It's like, it's like when, 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 when Nelly did a country song. Yeah. I didn't, I, I, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Because Nelly comes from country music right. and, and, and doing country bangers. You're right. He've always said it. I'm a country banger. Like, there was a song that said country grammar. Country yeah. grammar, right? So he always supported that. Because it's right? all in my head. Yeah. I think about it. <laughs> right? Tim McGraw. That's what Tim it was. McGraw. <laughs> so when Bad Bunny did a thing with Nata, yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was dope. I said, damn, urban, urban. It fits in it. They could rap. They could do. But and then I didn't see like Bad Bunny doing a corrido with like Ramon Ayala. Right. Like, I don't get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to say. So I don't get that they're doing. I, I mean, I don't mind that they're doing it. It's none of my business to begin with. I got to support it because yeah. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of what they're doing for the culture. Yeah. But I just think it's forced, you know? And when it's given, natural is better. Right. So I feel that's where I go with this song that I just did. Que se llama Tres Cruces. So I heard Tres Cruces about a year ago, maybe less. Composer by the name of Tony Montoya sends it to me. And I say, yo, this is a badass track. So me, I always listen to music. I always, look, it's very rare you catch me listening to, to music that I recorded already. Yeah. And that's hits. Because all I do every day is listen to new music. I love listening to new music every day, bro. Like, that's my, that's my theme. Like, my coffee, that's my soda, that's my everything, bro. Um, I listen to new music every day. And to me... It was like I kept listening to the regional to the regional Mexican artists trying to sing urban music, mm. trying to talk about the same thing that urban music is talking about. Like jumping I, on the wave, right. And still keeping it their way, but I think it got to a point already where they were only talking about how they didn't have nothing and now they have something. They lost the essence of a music, of a corrido, yeah. of a Mexican corrido. You know, they, I think they lost the essence of it. Because they were only talking about them now. They care about them. It's only about us. It's only about me. It's about me. Like, you envy me. And you didn't envy me before. I didn't have nothing before. And people don't want to hear that shit no more, bro. Yeah. I think I'm done with that. Me, I, I was done with that probably about a year ago. <laughs> I'm done. So I think what I needed to do is what I did with this song. That I'm, I created a story. You know, I went back to the time of a corrido. Let's tell people what a corrido was. 
a corrido is that a corrido told stories about wars about things that happened in cities that's how people found out that it happened that that happened in another city nearby them by music yeah. by a corrido you know they were storytellers you know so when i heard this corrido i said this is it i gotta i gotta i gotta put it out but i never thought i'll put it out with myself i always thought about giving it to an artist but it was like eh. so i showed it to one artist and he goes nah it's not my style and i said it is your style you just don't know it i didn't tell him i said it to my head you know <laughs> all right well i walked away and i had the music done and i and and i went to go do another track i didn't i wasn't even gonna do that track i get to the studio and i'm gonna i was gonna do another track that that i had that i had wrote already with another friend and i said i'm gonna do that track just for the hell of it yeah you know i, I told edgar i'm gonna come here once in a while and i'm gonna do some music but i'm never gonna put it out all right so i did the track um i i didn't I, my, my tone my, my voice tone was too high for that other track so we needed to lift the tone and i had another track that i had done for somebody else that didn't want the song so i said you know what let's do that one and i tried it and it, it was too high for me mm. i said damn so i said hey bring out the corrido about the about the chick and that gets stolen he's like which one i said the one you sent me the, the one i like he said oh i got it so he put it on and i sang it he goes this is it and i felt so comfortable doing it bro and i and and when i started recording i laid my voice it was like hell yeah but when i was before i had done that i already wanted to do a music video to it like i already knew what the music video was about like i knew what needed to happen in that music video and i wanted to tell a story because i want these people that sing corridos yeah i want them not to forget about our original right. corridos, the roots the roots yeah so this story is a beautiful story bro it's a story about a a guy he he's in his horse he goes and he visits his girlfriend at a ranch. These are stories that are still happening in Mexico, bro. Yeah. And then three dudes come and steal his chick. And then he goes back and smokes them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it showed everything in one song, like the manners, respect, uh, loyalty. And when you get the, and when you disrespectful was a consequence. Right. right. So when I put it out, bro, I didn't. I never thought it was gonna hit two million views in one day. Crazy, bro. I was like, everybody was like, "Oh, you bought views." I was like, "How?" <laughs> I think I'm known for never buying views. Like that's that's my thing. And and everybody was like, "Oh, you bought views," and I was like, "I wish I would have bought views." So I could feel, I, so I won't feel so good how I'm feeling right now. You know, haters gonna so, hate. Haters gonna hate. So, um, it hit like four point something million. Congrats, you know congrats, man. Thank you, man. Congrats. It's doing good. I think um, our composer, the composer for the song, got a lot for that. Because a lot of people that he would send corridos to, why didn't you send me that one? Why'd you give him that one? And they were like, I didn't even know he recorded that corrido, bro. You know, and, and he told me the other day that he sent that corrido to another big Mexican artist. And the Mexican artist was like, yeah, I mean, a legend, bro. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to record it. He never recorded the song. So when I recorded, he was like, dude, He's like, you did the track. I, I liked it. So, I mean, what am I going to do? Like, nobody else wanted They told me they were going to do it, but they never did it. Yeah, yeah. And you did. So, I'm going with the people that are doing it. And then, yeah. plus, it's Jimmy Humilde. Yep. And I was like, cool, thanks. So, we released it. And it's doing good, man. Like, it's crazy, bro. Like, it's... I'm not a singer, bro. What was, what's next for, for you in, in, as an artist? 
do you see yourself putting out like an album i want to you should ah you, you know what I, I got enough music but i just got to go and lay my voice and do the vocals and but i just don't want my artists to get bothered about it you know what i'm saying like i'm not trying to compete with my own artists bro that's that's one thing i'm not you know and a lot of friends has called me already like hey what's up we gonna do a dueto or what and i'm like <laughs> nah bro like I, I, I look up to you like i'm gonna do an out i'm gonna do a song with somebody i look up to like they were like bro what do you mean fool like you sound like this is my mom's favorite song right now yeah and and my dad and my brother and my cousin and my nephew and my sister and my wife and i'm like what do you mean like yeah bro like they're like they really like it bro like we all sat down and said what the hell is jimmy gonna do we were all there on thanksgiving in the table watching you and we replayed it so many times wow to watch it and i go bro don't tell me that dude like that's dope you know like like bro go watch one of my vlogs bro like <laughs> like that's really me you know yeah and and a lot of people has told me like yo you should try to do it and i and i'm like I don't know, man. I, I really gotta think that's, about it. That's that's you that's know? your that's your nineteen year old self's dream. Yeah. That you can easily do now, man. You know, and yeah. and you know you have the talent, Jimmy. You have you have all the resources. Why not? That's you have a crazy. network. That's crazy, bro. You know? And uh one thing that I've heard you say many times is you um you've called yourself the Mexican Diddy. The yeah, they be the... trying to say that I'm the Mexican Suge Knight. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Come on, man. Look, these youngsters, man, I'm going to tell you one thing about these youngsters. Yeah. You know what this fool said the other day? And, and I was looking at the post because they started talking a lot of shit about me, right? And they would put, oh, this fool trying to be Suge Knight all up in the videos and everything. I said, no, fool. That was Pup Daddy. Suge <laughs> Knight said that about Pup Daddy. And I was, so I was like, man, you know, I was like, you fools are wrong, man. You guys... Kids, do your homework, man. Yeah, you know, Shig yeah. Knight was Shig Knight. I respect whatever he did. I yeah. can't go. That's not a career I want to pursue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really look up to Diddy, bro. Diddy's my idol. I love him. I think, I think what he's done, his attitude is not about giving about what everybody thinks. You know, I think I can relate to him a lot. Yeah. You know, it's like I know a lot of people that know him. I don't know him personally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he sent me a birthday yet? shout out. Have you met him? Nah, I, I think I'm going to get freaked out when I meet him. I, I, like, I think it's going to be like, like, yo, like, what, like I, I think I'm going to be speechless. That, that's the third time where time's going to slow down for you. Oh, man. Oh, man. People have told me so much about him. You know, the other day I was sitting with a very important person in the music industry and the Anglo side. And he has worked a lot of projects with Puff Daddy. And he's worked with a lot of big people, bro. I'm talking about the big dogs, you know, and, and he's very well respected in the game. And we're and this is the first time me meeting him, right? And we kicked it off for about four hours. We had a conversation at uh at the at, at the Beverly Hills Hotel for about four hours, bro. And he turned around, he looked at me, he goes, Bro, you just like Diddy, bro. And he had no idea that that I love Diddy. Yeah. And I said, What? He said, you remind me so much of Diddy in his young days. And there's an older cat, you know, and I'm like, don't tell me that, bro. And he's like, yeah, bro, like the way you act, the way you move, the way you don't give your, your way of speaking and how you want to do things and how you, you, you manifest your. He's like, bro, you're Diddy, bro. 
And I'm like, nah, I ain't Diddy. That's Diddy. He got way much money than money that I got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said, I said, man, my respects to that man. I never want to be nowhere even compared to him, bro, because he's a, to me, he's like the musical guy that put hip hop where it is today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's the one, you know, it, it was Russell Simmons. You know, it was Master P. It was Jay-Z. It was NWA. It was Dr. Dre. It was Eminem. But, but this dude came in and gave a flavor. You know what I'm saying? He gave a flavor to this life. Yeah. Like he, he, he let people know that it was cool to be from the hood yeah. and still wear Rolex, drive a Bentley or, or a Mercedes. Or, you know, we had that before, but this guy was like the guy doing it. He was living that life. You know, you heard people talking about it, but this fool was living that life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To me, it was like, hell yeah. So that inspired me all the time, bro. You know, like I still have magazines where he's in the front cover, you know, and I, I had him since I was a kid. I still got him at home. And I try to read a lot about him. You know, it's like I try to follow his his uh, his Instagram and his, and his social media and and look at his vlogs and stuff. And not because I'm, I want to learn from yeah. excuse me, not because I want to learn from him. More because um, uh, I just respect him, bro. Yeah. You know, I respect his hustle. Hustler, bro. You know, he wanted to go after the millions. He did, bro. He wanted to create his company. He did. He created his clothing line. He did. You know, he wanted to create his TV station, bro. He did. You know, it's like this guy's a monster, bro. Yeah. You know, why not? What's next for, for you and, and, and Rancho Milde? God knows, man. I never planned, bro. I never plan. Everything you see is just happening. Day by day. Day by day, bro. Brick by brick. Yeah. I never say, oh, I'm going to do this. I, I think about it, but I never say it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about everything I want to yeah. do, but I never say it. Like, I, I, I think about doing so much stuff. Um, one thing I, I am going to tell you is that we just, I just signed a huge deal with Apple, with Apple TV. Man, congrats. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's, it's, uh, a lot of us, uh, well, not a lot of us, but five of us got together. Um, one's a big TV producer. I really can't say who it is yet. Big, big TV guy, you know, a director. One of the baddest ones out there. Raza, nice. right? Um, I'll say Jesse Terrero. <laughs> you know, Jesse Terrero is another partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Jesse Terrero is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I thought you were saying you were saying the, the first guy's no, name. No, no, the no, first Je guy's another guy. <laughs> no, Jesse, Jesse's his, fam. His, yeah. yeah. Okay, Jesse, uh, my boy Ralph, um, another writer that's really well known in the industry. And the, I'm I'm talking about the Anglo side. Yeah. This is like big dudes, like the 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 directors and and we they, we made this Latin pack. Another guy that's huge in marketing, um, killer in in in, 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 in marketing, very successful man. Um we became partners, man. And, of course, my company, Rancho Milde. You know, whatever I do is JB and Rocky, bro. Yeah. So, you know, if, when I say I, it's all of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, don't never, people, I don't want people to think, oh, he's trying to solo out. No. Whatever I do, they're in. Yeah. No matter what. I could, if I buy a house, they're in. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I buy a car, it's theirs, too. Like, you know, it's, it's us, man. Us three. We're family, bro. And we signed a deal uh and, and, and it's a pretty massive thing we got coming, man. We got, we got some TV series. We got movies. Wow. Um, I, I, we, we got some things going on. Uh, I, just, I just got together with two uh, writers. We, we're, we're, on our, we're on our second movie right now. We already wrote one. 
Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to start filming in January, hopefully. And then we're writing the second one right now. We should start filming at the end of this month. So we're almost done with it. Uh, my goal is to next year at least put out four movies and, and, at least, and at least two TV series. I love that. So that's my goal next month. Next and, year. Are, the, are the series and the movies, are they in Spanish or English? Um, I'm going to leave that. Tune in. <laughs> I, tune, I, tune in. I'm going to leave that. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be Spanglish. something. I don't know. It could be. Could not. Um, might be in Chinese. um we got we got some good stuff coming man i haven't talked about it with anybody um i I think the 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 people are really excited to see what's coming uh apple is super excited um dude i'm i'm not gonna lie bro we had a lot of choices you know when these guys did these presentations because you know it was like it was a whole different side we had to do pitches you know it's like we had to meet with hbo we met with netflix we met with um, Amazon, we met with Showtime, we met with, you know, with, with everybody, Hulu, we met with all these people, bro. And then we met with Apple and Apple was like, to me, it was very important doing this deal with Apple because Apple were, Apple was like the first people that really opened the doors for, for, for Rancho Mille. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So shout out to my girl, Marissa, you know, she's, she's one of the biggest inspirations that we have out there. Also a really good friend of mine. Um, and I, and I felt that if I started my music thing with them, you know, and, and we got the first opportunity with Apple, I kind of felt that our first opportunity was going to be with whatever we're trying to do with the, with the, you know, with the cameras now, you know, we already gave you, I already gave you the, the, the music. Yeah. Now I already, I already let you hear it. Now I want you to see it, man. You know? So, and that, that kind of- I feel like any company would be, would be missing out to not jump on. Oh yeah, on, they on missed the tra- out on the train. Oh, on the train out. that you get, you have because man, like Jimmy, you have a crazy movement, man. You have a I don't crazy- see it, bro. Bro, I swear to God, I don't see it. you have a crazy <laughs> movement and and like a, a very loyal following. And I feel like the people that that follow your movement, follow the music, follow the work that you do, feel from from like an outsider looking at what you're doing. It, they feel like part of your family because they love you and sometimes they'll they'll share their thoughts and if they're like oh you know jimmy do this or jimmy do that but it's always love like i don't see that anywhere else and there's no other movement like what you have rancho milde and obviously like what you know the the wave that is the the corridos tumbados um it's nothing like it look bro I've, I've helped a lot of artists in their career, yeah. but just what I did with that music, now I want to do it with the movies. I want to do it with the, with the, with the series. Yeah. I want to open doors, bro. I want us Mexicanos, Americanos to have our respect. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't need, I don't, I'm not looking to go and do another Friday, bro. I don't want to go do a set it off. I don't want to go get these people and start them that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to open doors for us. Yeah. I want I want our culture to become. I want us to have our weirdness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. want us to have our, you know, it's like you don't think I'm I get pissed off when I see the movie Coco? Yeah, I love the movie. Yeah. A great movie. But that's our culture. 
Yeah. See, me entiendes? You want, you want to, it's, it's cocoa created by the people behind the culture. Yeah. And they, they still give no credit to being Raza on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I know some people that played it were Raza, but a lot of people weren't Raza, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not going to bash on Jennifer Lopez because I love Jennifer Lopez. But when Selena got done, why wasn't it done by a Raza? Why wasn't it done by a Mexican-American? Why wasn't it done by a Mexicana? It was done by a Puerto Rican. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what anybody says, but that movie put on J-Lo. Her music didn't put her on. That's the one that put her on. For sure. And Raza, you see the power of our movement, bro? You see the power of our say? You see the power of us being Mexican-American, carnal? You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, we have power. No, bro. Like, there's very few people that know that... Mexican-Americans, Latinos are the most loyal consumer Everything. in the world. No, it's, it's like, it's an analytics. Like, it's, it's proven. Like, if we like a brand like Nike, if we like a brand, we'll stick to that brand forever. You know, we, we're the most loyal consumer. And, and you know that. And you're seeing that. Like, that's... Bro, everybody tells me, why haven't you released your own clothing line? We're not ready for it, man. Yeah. You know? We ain't ready for it. I don't think I could release a clothing line that I'm going to make Mondo go by. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I'm, I don't think I'm ready for it. I think there's somebody else that's going to come and do it. I don't think I'm, I'm going to be that person. But I want somebody to come out so I can support it. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Now, one thing I found very interesting the other day that I went to Melrose, bro. And I haven't been to Melrose in years. You know, I, I buy my kicks. I got people bring me kicks. I got, I order them online. Like, I buy all my online. You know what I'm saying? And I went into Cool Kicks, and I spent a load of money. <laughs> I went into round two, and I spent a load of money. But what I didn't realize, bro, that outside of all those stores, it's all those upcoming designers, bro. Yeah. I didn't, I said, dude, I wish I could take all my shit back. All the, the sweaters. I went by Supreme's letters, some baby. I wish I could take all that back and I could invest that money that I spent in the stores and bought outside. Cause I went crazy outside, bro. I went to one guy, I bought his sweater. I went to another vendor. He, I bought some sweaters from him. I bought shirts and sweaters, you know, and some hats. And then I started buying, I go, dude. And some of them were black. Some of them were Raza. Some of them were Asian. Some of them were white. Yeah. I didn't care what they were, bro. To me, it was their hustlers. And they were out there. You know what I'm saying? To me now, it was like, and the Rasa dude, I bought a sweater from him and I told him, bro, this sweater could go big. I like it. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, oh, you put it? And I was like, yeah. He didn't know who I was. Yeah. I didn't tell him who I was, but I shared it. I had it on one time and I shared it. And he goes, yo, bro, like I just got like 5,000 followers from you. And I was like, he was like, I didn't know who was, where he was coming from until I see it. I don't remember who you were. And then the guy goes, remember that guy? The black guy goes, yo, remember that guy that came and bought stuff from him? You don't want to talk to him on the phone because they go, hey, show me your number. We want to give you some more stuff. And I said, look, if you're going to bring me stuff, I don't want it for free. Everyone knows. I don't take it for free, bro. Why don't, is that? Why is I, don't, that? I don't like that, bro. Even at restaurants, I fight with people so much, bro. Like, dude, if you're going to give me your, the food for free, is the last time I'm coming. Wow. I want it for free, bro. I work hard to come over here and pay for the food that you... That you work hard to give us. Yeah. Or even sweaters or shirts or hats. 
don't give me free shit, bro. Sometimes people send me stuff, and I'm like, cool, thanks, bro. But honestly, like, I don't like that, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't, I could buy your hat. Let me buy your hat. Let me support you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all I want you to do is post it. How much was it, bro? You know, I'll pay for it. It's not that I'm trying to show off or anything, but dude, the dude worked hard to spend 150 bucks just for his plate of that print. I don't know if he spent his life earnings. I don't know if he borrowed that money. I don't want to, I don't want it for free, bro. I want to support it, you know? And so people know if I go to your restaurant, if I go to your bar, I'll go to your nightclub, wherever I go to, I want let me pay for whatever I got to pay for. If you want to give me a discount, cool. You're going to feel good about it, cool. But I always, if you know, I want to go eat at restaurants all the time, bro. You know, it's like, oh, it's $30. That was not $30. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I always leave more. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I do yeah, it on yeah. purpose, man. Like, yeah, I don't, same. I just want to support people. I want to support our community. I want to support our raza. I want Mexican Americans to, to be out there. Not only Mexican-Americans, but Raza, even Salvadorians, you know, Guatemaltecos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like whoever you are, Costa Ricans, bro, I want us to be out there, bro. You know, I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't want people to feel that they can't support our own Raza. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, be proud of ours, man. Be proud. If I'm doing good, find out how I did good. Yeah. Come on, I'll show you the way. One thing that I love about what you do, too, on social media is how much you, you stand up for people like the the street vendors and you know people with that things that go viral that like the injustice you know that happened to to our culture to our our raza right of course um it's something that you always you know post and talk about and and you want to help people out man i was a street vendor myself i sold tacos bro i didn't sell tacos at a restaurant sold tacos in a little taco cart so i know what it's like to be out there bro yeah cold Hot, sweating, food goes bad. Long hours, yeah. Long hours, getting robbed. Luckily, I never got robbed, but my employees did. You know, when I wasn't there one night, they got robbed, bro. And I was, I've always told them, look, don't fight for the money. Yeah. Give them the money, bro. They fight, they ask you for money, give it to them. Your life is worth more than those, whatever they're taking. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to lose you over a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. A thousand bucks, whatever. Even, you know, I tell people all the time, like, it ain't worth it, bro. Let them, don't get involved with that, you know? Yeah. So when I seen all that shit going on on the internet and stuff like that, bro, it hurt me. You know, it reminded me of my dad getting up to go to work. And honestly, I didn't know it was going to be a, like a thing like that. Like, I just thought I was going to speak up just to the people that follow me. You know, uh, people, I, have, I, I think at that time I had like 400,000 followers or something. 300,000 or something, people were following me. I said, hey, you know, like, that's not cool, man. You know, let's do this. Let's help each other out. Let's do that. And, and honestly, bro, it's like, it's like we started a trend. Yeah. You know, a good trend. Yeah. We started a good chain. You know? And there's not a lot of good trends out there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we started a good, a good, a good chain of, of support. Yeah. You know, it was like, like now everybody wanted to help a street vendor. You know, everybody protects their lot, the guy now. You know, everybody, you know, like, dude, us growing up, you grew up in Southgate, where I grew up in, you know, Venice and all that. We had, dude, we had the Lotero. We had yeah. the, 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 the guy that sold frutas, verdura. We had, oh, hustlers, you know? And, and to me, it was like, that's my, that, to, man, to me, when I seen that happen, I seen it like it was happening to me, bro. Yeah. Or my dad. Yeah. Or my mom or my brother. 
And I, I didn't want that to happen, bro. You know, and I had to speak up about it. And they wanted to make me like, oh, you're the voice of this. No, nah, bro. I'm not the voice of it. I just gave my opinion. If my opinion caught you guys, good. You know, and I don't want to be the leader in any of that. But I want to speak my mind. You're, you're definitely one of the leaders. I'll tell you, like, I'm, I'm on social media, and if I see a video that's gone viral about, you know, street vendor or something, right away, people are tagging you. Oh, bro. Add Jimmy. Add Jimmy Omile. Add Jimmy Omile. You know, recently this, this, this guy got beat up by, by some other Mexican dudes. It wasn't even another race. And they beat him up to take his money. He was send, selling tacos, and, and they tagged me on it, right? And... um. This was in uh in um in Atlanta. And I got a got a hold of the man and I go, hey, como esta? you know, oh estoy bien, you know, he's uh yo sé quién eres, you know, like yo no quiero tu dinero. You know? I said, No, no te estoy hablando para darme darte mi dinero, but I want to help you. You know? And he was like, No quiero me, que me pongas en el internet. I go, mire, I haven't put nobody on the internet no more. I've helped so many people out. You know, and I don't put it on the internet. You know, it's like, and I want you to let me help you. And he was like, all right. He's like, just pay my medical bill. Other than that, I could handle it. Like, cool. Paid his medical bill and paid it right away. You know, called my assistant. I said, yo, take care of this. So I'm not even told my assistant what they're paying, bro. You know, it's like, hey, I guess. Um, I go on my social media a lot. And people, man, if I show you right now, people tag me all the time, bro, on their problems. Hey, I can't pay my rent. Honestly, man, I met this couple that both got fired. You know, um, here from LA, had four kids. Yeah. Dude had a really good job. His company got shut down because of COVID. The wife lost the job because of COVID. You know, they were getting the stimulus checks and they were doing good. They saved the money as much as they could. And, you know, I, I got to meet them. I met the kids. Um, really good family, carnal. You know, and I was able to help them out, you know, here in LA. And they're locally. And, and to me, it was like, dude, it's a blessing that we're able to do that, you know? And, and just, I don't care if it gets returned to me, bro. Honestly, like, I swear to God, I don't, God knows. Yeah. I don't, I don't want that back. I don't, I don't need it. He's blessed me too much, carnal. I'm already overblessed, bro. I'm already beyond blessed of what I ever thought I was going to have, you know? Yeah. To me, all of this is extra, man. Like, this is just, like, I just wanted to pay my bills, dude. That's it. You know, I never wanted to, I knew I wanted to have money, but guys, like, you know, it's, it's a blessing, bro. It's a, it's a huge blessing, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ya te estás pasando, God. You know, that I just tell them, keep blessing me too as much as you want to, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, I want to open doors. I want to, I want to, uh, you know, my dream was to open more doors for people. Yeah, no, you know? and, and, it, it's, and you are. I, I want the next me to be bigger than me, bro. I'm not hating on no. I don't hate on nobody, bro. Was mine is mine. Was theirs is theirs. Was my was ours is ours. Was theirs is theirs. Simple as that. I want the next dudes that come after us to learn from us, learn our mistakes, learn the goods, learn the bads. And I just wish that they become bigger people, bro, and they become ten times more successful, ten times more achievable. I hope they open more doors for more people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just hope we just started a chain. That's it. For someone that wants to do and is watching, listening to what you're doing and wants to do what, what you have done, what advice would you have for them? Stay focused. Stay humble. 
Humble, 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 man. And stay true. Stay true to your game, man. Stay true to the people around you. Don't turn your back on people, man. That's the last thing you want to do. Don't turn your back on people. That's, you know, if they started with you from the beginning, fight it out. If there's a problem, fix it. You know, don't go on social media talking about your problems. Nobody gives up. After 14 days. You have 14 days for people. You know, that's the thing of life, right? Problem lasts 14 days. After 14 days, it dies out. A successful hit lasts 14 days on the radio. It's going to be successful for the first 14 days. It's going to be the biggest hit. You're going to know if that hit or not in 14 days. Yeah. So I, I try to, like, tell people, you know, be true to yourself. You know, always work positive and believe in yourself. The main thing is you got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, you're fucked. If you have no respect towards yourself, if you have no faith in your, whatever move you're going to make, don't even do it. Yeah. Don't even make that step. Yeah. Uh, that's beautiful, man. I, I want to just touch on, on the fact that you're multifaceted, just creative, and, and you've, you've done a lot, man. Like, just to see, to see the growth. We, you and I met, like, two years ago. We, yeah. met, we met two years ago at a radio station. Yes, sir. Uh, we did an interview together. And uh, just to see, and I, we started following, uh, I started following you then, and I realized that, that you were going to do big, big things. And just in the last two years, even through a pandemic, man, like, you you're killing it out here and like i told you and like i've been saying like the the movement that you have is is real jimmy and and it's it's truly an inspiration man to see what what you've done uh you and and your team right you and your family like have done and are doing because you know before i let you go i just i just think it's it's such a beautiful thing that you have made a lot of people seen you have made a lot of people feel seen you've made a lot of people feel comfortable in in their own as a, as a Mexican American myself, my my siblings, my cousins, they all listen to the music that you guys are putting out. That's crazy. And you know, it, it's it's a big wave. I say that because for a long time, I think there was a, a disconnect between, you know, the the Mexican culture, the gente de Mexico looking at you know on at Mexicans on this side, like ah, oh, you guys aren't real Mexicans, and now. You and the culture and the movement that you're pushing now, you're making Mexican-Americans, Latino-Americans feel like, hey, We're I, can, I can wear, you know, my J's, I can wear my Chucks, I can wear my fitted, and I can still listen to corridos, corridos banda. And, and banda, or and reggaeton, hip-hop, everything. You know, rancheras, <laughs> and yeah, and go back to, to listening to, to Snoop and listening to, you know, hip-hop and like that for oh, a long time, I think I think felt um, it just it just didn't it, it wasn't um, it wasn't it, it felt foreign to many, you know. And they're oh, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this is this what is this normal? Yeah. And and now just seeing the movement that that you guys have going on, man, it, it you have made a lot of people, you know, feel. I made a lot of people rich. <laughs> that too. I that made too. a lot of because rich and I just play. Yeah, but you know what, man? I I I understand you. I get it. Um, I don't know how big it is. If I told you, Mando, I'm in line, dude. I don't know how big it is. I 
Sometimes I see people and I'm like, why the hell you want to take a picture with me? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like honestly, bro, I, I respect everyone. I um I thank everybody for supporting whatever we got going on. Um when they tell me, hey, uh, you're you've done this, you've done that, I just I, I'm working every day, bro. I don't have time to look at what we're doing. You know, I work really hard every day, bro. And I sometimes, you know, my employees tell me, man, you never take a day off. And the, or when are you going to take a day off? And I'm like, what do you mean? I was off yesterday. No, you were not, dog. Like, you think you were off, but you were working. And I'm like, nah, I was off. Like, to me, that was off. Like, you know, I didn't really do too much, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, I just feel like I'm not working. You know, this is my life, man. This is, this is you know, this is what I do. This is what I do for a living, man. My life. Like, yeah. what I was, I'm the happiest person alive. And we're living my life, you know? It's like, I get to do music. I get to meet people like you, you know, I get to be out here. I get to support my people. I get to, to like have a lot of, I, I smile with everybody. You know what I'm saying? I, I try not to be a dick with nobody. You know, I, sometimes I'm like the other day I was, with, I was, a, I was a dick with some dude at the Microsoft and I was like, yo, why are you talking to me like that? You know, and I had to like check him, not check him, bro. But I had to like, bro, like I'm not better than you, bro. And you're not better than me. Like, we shouldn't be talking like that to each other. That ain't right. You know, and I told him. And the next time I seen him, bro, like, it was pretty cool, man, because the guy was like, what's up, Jimmy? You good? You need anything? And it was a mutual respect. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I said, no, nah, bro, thank you. I appreciate it. But you know what I do? I need this. And, and, and to me, it was like, like, you got those, those, those shoes on right now. I don't know. Probably about 20 years ago, 15 years ago, you had some pro wings on, dog. <laughs> Ain't no wrong with that. You you the same as Mondo. Yeah. To your dad, to your mom, yeah. to your brothers and sisters. Uh, what you wearing? Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? To me, the, to me the same way. I got these J's on. I haven't worn these J's in about seven years. You know what I'm saying? Look, they're a little bit yellow. They're these are OGs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and are. it's like I haven't worn these in about seven, eight years. And to me, it's like the you know, it doesn't make me a better person because I got these shoes on. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, because it, it, I got a watch on, because I got a, a ring, it doesn't make me better than you, because I drive a different car than you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like to me, it was like, like we're the same person, man. You know, I'm going to treat you not how you treat me, but let's treat each other with respect. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how we're going to get along. You know, we go back and forth with each other. Ain't nothing going to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just going to be stupid. But I respect people, man. And, and I, I felt like I needed to let him know, because people has let me know in my life, and they have checked me. Yeah. When I needed to be checked. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's helped me. So maybe I did it because I had to help him to, for his future thing in life or something. That's the way I seen it because I feel bad. Like, why did I talk to him like that? Yeah. But then I realized that it was probably good that I did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because people has done that to me. You know what I'm saying? Like some guy knocked me the fuck out one time, bro. You know, he knocked me out. Why? Because I disrespected him. And honestly, it's like, I was going to get down with him. I was taking out my sweater. When I took out my sweater, blah, knocked me out. Cole knocked me out. I wasn't embarrassed. I went to school the next day, like whatever. And I t some fool tried to get crazy with me. And I, I said, dude, well, let's get down then. You know, he was <laughs> like, I'll knock you out like he did. Well, come on. I'm, I'm not scared. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I wasn't trying to fight, but I ain't going to get punked either. You know, and this guy that knocked me out, you know, the next day we seen each other and he was like, yo, dog, you know, like. Like, I want us to be cool. And I was like, man, you know, I ain't mad at you, dog. Like, you got me. Good hit. Yeah. I'm up. You didn't knock me down. 
that was just for a little bit, you know? And I learned that in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got knocked down for a little bit. I got up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, yeah. my, I, had a, I, had a, I had a black eye, but it went away. Yep. It was cool, dog. You know what I'm saying? And, then, and it taught me something in life that you got to respect people in certain ways. You get what I'm saying? Yep. And not only that, but if you fall, get your ass up. Yep. That don't mean you got to fight again. Fight another battle, bro. Keep it going. Learn your good from it. And I did. You know, I learned my good stuff. And, you know, I got in a lot of fights growing up in kid, when I was a kid, man. You know, and usually it wasn't me picking them. You know, it was yeah. people picking my fights. And it was, you know, I did what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm not proud of it. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I can't sit here and say, oh, I'm happy because I knocked that fool out. Nah. I, I got a one-head quitter, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I, and, I, and, you know, I do got that. But I've been knocked out and I'm knocked out. Yeah. You know, so what? I feel like respect is, respect is, is underrated, yeah. you know? And it's something that's, that's very much needed. And, and it's, a, it's a secret to, to success too, man. You know, you show respect, you're going to get respect. Well, these kids nowadays, it's very easy to use a social media to disrespect. You know, they, they, they go on there and they'll tell you to go yourself. And you're 40 years old, bro, and they're 12. Dude, if I did that. When I was 12, dog, to a 40-year-old, I mean, my ass whooped either at home or right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it wasn't no playing around. And these kids, it's like, oh, you, you know? And I caught one of my, my, my homie's sons, you know, disrespecting somebody. And I got at his ass, you know, and I called him. I said, yo, what you doing? I said, why you call that guy and he's, and he, and he's, and he's a lame and, 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 he's, and, he's, and he's a loner and all the shit he said to him, right? He wrote a big paragraph. I said, oh, let's, let's, let's do something. And I'm like. <laughs> Screenshot. And I, yeah, no, 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 screen. I didn't even call his dad. He told his dad. Wow. You know, and his dad called me. He's like, hey, this fool told me that, you know, you called him talking because of this and this and that. I said, hell yeah. He's like, that's good. What the say? And I go, no, bro. No, like, you know, I said, bro, he's 13. Yeah. yeah. I said, it's, it's all good, bro. You know, you just got to. Let him know that, that it's not good to do that, you know, and, and, and respect. Yeah. And he's like, this knows about respect. Why you do that? Oh, because everybody else was doing it, and I thought it was cool. He's like, yeah, well, I'm going to take you where people have thrown themselves off the bridge. You're going to throw yourself off did because they did. No, Dad, no, please. And, you know, I was hearing the conversation. I said, look, it's morals, man. You know, yeah. these kids are losing morals, man. This social media is f***ing them up. My kids don't have social media. My kids don't have social media. My daughter, she goes, she, they have TikTok, but there is rules that they could use on TikTok. Yeah. They don't have Instagram. They don't have Facebook. They don't have YouTube accounts. I'm very strict on that. They learn social media. I want them to learn what it's about, but I don't want them involved in that life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's really easy to f*** your life up in there. So. Is there an age range when you're like, all right, now you can have your, your Instagram? My daughter's 18 already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she so, can have it all she wants until she gets married. <laughs> yeah, I, even when she gets married, I'm still gonna be that dad. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I, I know that social media. My life and my and my career has been about social media. Yeah. So can nobody sit here and tell me how to run social media? Because I ran that to get here. You know what I'm saying? I know. I understand what they're doing with with the meta, but with, with the, I mean the, the meta the, with the meta. I understand what they're doing. We're about to get a. We're about to live a life that we never want to live, bro. We're about to live a real life and a fake life. 
know what I'm saying? It's about to get. It's about to be like people next are level crazy. crazy. Bro. They're aliens now. These are aliens. These are real aliens. They're human aliens. To me, that's who an alien is. It's not a dude that comes from out of space. And... Nah, dude. These are that are out of this world. They're starting a whole new world, bro. The metaverse. Metaverse. Telling everybody, you better go buy your house on Metaverse. <laughs> you better go live that fake life right now. That's, That's real. what it's about. Man, well, Jimmy, I feel like we can, we can do a, a, a part two yeah. for this, man. Because, you know, you drop a lot of gems and you got a, a lot to, to talk about and to share, man. And I appreciate your, you coming by Mondo and friends today, brother. brother. Before I let you go, we do Rapid Fire with Jimmy Humilde. You ready? Yeah. Favorite Spanish word? Damn, I gotta think about this. Where you at, fool? <laughs> What's up, fool? Is that Spanish? No, that was... <laughs> yeah, I think it's Spanish. It no. sounds Spanish. No, it sounds Spanish, huh? It sounds Mexican, huh? See? You like that shit, huh? Mexican Americans, we got our own. Yeah. Huh? We, we don't gotta say the N word all the time no more, you know? Uh, no, my, my, my favorite Mexican uh, Spanish word would be. Damn. Way? Way. <laughs> I use it all the time. Way. Can I wait? Way. Can I wait? You know? Favorite piece of tech that you use? My phone. Your phone? Yeah. Best song to play at a party? Right now is uh, uh, um, La Chona. La Chona yeah, goes. La Chona everybody hype. La Chona. La Chona is like La Chona way. You know? <laughs> Wait, yeah. No matter where you're at. No matter where you're at. You up, you dancing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that I, I play at a LAFC stadium. Bro, you throw that on. It's a the hype. stadium. It's a hype, bro. Blows up. I seen you on there. I seen you. I seen you. Best singer of all time. Chalino Sanchez, bro. Chalino, Chalino, Chalino. Best rapper of all time. Man, that's a hard one, bro. I got a few, man. But give me top three, top three, Snoop Cube and Easy. What's a nickname of yours that no one really knows about? Jimmy the Chew, Paisa. Jimmy the Chew. <laughs> yeah, Paisa. Well, Jimmy the Chew, yeah. I appreciate you coming by, my thank brother. You, bro. Thank you, thank you, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, it's all love, Jimmy. This is this is your house, man. Thank I you, really bro. appreciate, appreciate it. much love to you, man. And man respect for real. And thank you for having me here, man. And any day, count on us. For real, for we real, here. man. I appreciate you. Nothing but love, man. Continue killing it out there. Respect, and man. Uh, man, seriously. We're about our raza, man. Being Mexican American is a beautiful thing, man. I love being brown. You know, anything you need from me, man. Anything you need from us, we got you. Likewise, thank you guys. For real, man. Appreciate it. Thank you to Jimmy Humilde, and thank you so much for watching Mondo and Friends, presented by Verizon.